Hello one and all, my name is Luke Hatfield, welcome to The Best Got Beat, episode 18. Uh, I am alongside a man who uh, really does live up to the journalistic stereotype of heavy drinking, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Joe Massey, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright, I've been better. Um, do you want to fill in the listeners about what that intro? I, uh, I suppose, I suppose, if we're going to do that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a little bit worse for wear this morning. Um, I am... Um, all of a sudden, I'm an absolutely pathetic drinker. Um, <laughs> absolutely pathetic. I went for some beers last night with one of my mates. I mean, I've, I'm a parent. I very rarely get out anymore. Me and my mate go for a couple of beers every, like, three months, maybe. And by a couple, you mean... Well, we mm. have four. We actually say we'll go for four beers. That's our little thing. We say, should we go for four beers? Bottles or pints? Pints? No one oh. drinks bottles, do they? Some people do, mate. Someone, some people say, oh, I've, I've, I've had four beers. Like, well, you haven't really, have you? You've had about two pints. Um, yeah, that's only two pints, isn't it? Mm. But I'm not trying to make myself out to be some sort of lad here. I'm just saying, I went out for f- four beers with my mate. Not even, like, over a long... I got, we got there at, like, 7.30. I got the last train back at 11.30. Night owl, Joe Massey. So, I've had four beers over a five-hour period. <laughs> got in, got into bed, room spinning... Felt dreadful, and then just spewed, mate. The time and time and time again. In bed. No, no, I got to the toilet. Um, oh dear, my missus just sat there shaking her head. She's like, "You've had four beers. This is ridiculous." Um, I'm like, "I oh, know it can't lie." I tried to blag that I think the beer had gone off, maybe something oh, like that. And then that oh, chestnut. Can't believe it. Like I think it's like tight. I think my excuse is I'm knackered. Yeah, Walsall. Football club at the moment is exhausting. They're making that Warsaw are making you sick to your stomach. They're making me sick to my stomach. They're turning me to drink and making me sick to my stomach. That is exactly right. It's just so like exhausting covering them at the minute. And then I was off yesterday. I had my little girl. She ran rings around me all day. Long day, tired. And I think that's all like culminated in this. Like, but I mean, dearie me, like four pints, and that's what happened to me. I'm just like. Gone, and I. I'm an old man. I am. I mean, that is. I mean, that's a level of 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 drinking ability which I haven't quite reached yet. No. But did you eat before? Maybe that was the key. I ate before. Yeah. You ate before as yeah, well. Yeah. No, I had a nice lunch out with my little girl, and then before we're now, I had a bowl of pasta. Oh, that's like pr- proper like pre-drinking pre, like, food yeah, pre, as well. Pretty much prep, yeah. It was, I mean, th- th- I shouldn't be in this position. This morning I felt horrific driving in. I went and got a McDonald's breakfast. Do you know when you just... That's a cure. That was a cure. That is a cure. And then I've just been a bit ropey ever since. I've not done a lot of work and it's 11 o'clock. And yeah, I just hope, kind of hoping this podcast gives me a bit of like an adrenaline boost. Do you know what I mean? Just to get through the rest what, of the day. Talking through the travesty that has been the season that you, you have had being... Uh, an Ipswich and Walsall fan. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. It's been a grim season for you, hasn't it? <laughs> Can't get any worse than this. Though, I did double-check how Swindon were doing, just, just to see if there was a, a triple blow, but they're actually doing okay mid-table. Yeah, they're all right, aren't they? Yeah. But, oh, man, what a, what a poor season for you. Dreadful. Dreadful. Could, I mean, could you Almost deal with... Almost over, though. Have you accepted defeat yet? Really? I mean, obviously, you've accepted it with Ipswich. It's mathematically done and dusted. Oh, have I accepted that Walsall are going to be relegated? Yeah. Oh, 100%, mate. <laughs> 100% we're going down there's no two ways about it there's no point in saying otherwise we're, we're like I'd love to be proved wrong I'd love to in three weeks time people throwing this podcast back down my face and saying oh we did it great escape we won the last two games but 
Yeah, it's not going to happen, mate. It don't look good, does it, no. at the moment? Shall we get Shall we get on to Saddler's scores as normal? Banter over. Uh, banter over, indeed. Banter over. Um, three games to catch up on, Joe. Uh, oh, since... this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really... really uh, you wanted an adrenaline shot. I think I think this is basically going to be the complete opposite of that. You know, a tranquilizer dart yeah. to Joe Massey. Um, the first game, Accrington Stanley 2, Walsall 1. I tell you what, what a... Blooming dreadful game for Walsall. Awful, awful. Probably the worst performance I've seen. Um, really, really frustrating. I got in trouble actually. Press box trouble. You oh, know, my you? regular press box trouble. Always getting in trouble in the press box, I am, for whatever reason. Too excitable. Too excitable. Get too involved. This time I got in trouble in the press box because I said Accrington Stanley are a dreadful side. To which I stand by that. They are dreadful. Yeah. Um, they are not a good team at all. They're better than us. Um, they beat us, fair and square. But, oh my God, when I said they're dreadful, I was I was basically angry at how bad we were when they were so bad. Like, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how the hell are we like getting beat by these? Like, it's ridiculous. These mm. are not good. Um, out, and it just annoyed me how far we'd fallen, really, because that was a dreadful, dreadful game. And yeah, their press officer got a bit angry with me. Oh, did he? It wasn't a press officer. It was like a... I don't know if it was... A, I don't know who... It was a woman. I don't know if, I don't know if she works for the club or she's like... A local, like a local reporter like me, but she like basically said like you're slagging us off in our own ground, all this that and the other. Um, so that was awkward. Um, but I stand by it. Um, they're not a good side. We were dreadful on the day, absolutely dreadful. I mean, O'Connor came out afterwards, absolutely slammed them. Lack of hunger, lack of passion, lack of desire, and a complete lack of quality um, on display. Woeful, absolutely woeful. Um, and that was kind of the day you, it was it was you knew really then mm, they were in serious trouble there's no coming back from this it's all gone too far I mean it was compounded as well because you get Josh Gordon getting himself sent off as well yeah yeah just like it just it just makes it just adds a cherry on top of the cake don't it yeah and there was nothing also, I mean we we scored but Nicky Devlin I mean he's had he's had a, had a go from 18 yards or 20 yards but I mean it's a keeper error it's bubbled around and it's just a it's a it's a bit of a fluke goal really also offered nothing absolutely nothing um Accrington deserved it and like that put them on the cusp of safety really that yeah. result um and it was just another team like out out of reach and absolutely dreadful this is the worst thing isn't it because we're going to get onto this it's teams around Walsall as well where they're not getting results and it's it just kills you in two ways because you're not picking up points but then you're giving teams around you a chance to do the exact opposite as well aren't you yeah and it's like I mean, I, I, if I'm being honest, I expect us to go down. I, I expect us to lose tomorrow. I expect mm. us to be relegated this weekend. Um, and I'm going to have to write a comment piece about it, what, what I think's gone wrong. I think there's, there's multiple things that have gone wrong. I'll write that and hopefully pull it out on Sunday. But Good like, luck fitting that in the paper. I'm going to need a page, mate. I'm going to need a whole page because there's a lot I want to say. But double spread? Double page double spread? spread? Should be, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, bomb walls off. Um, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm repeating myself really, but... Like I'm saying, Accrington Stanley aren't a good side, but do you know what? Wickham aren't a good side. Southend aren't a good side, and Southend should have beaten us. There's no two ways about that. As oh, we'll get we'll get onto that, mate. Don't um, you worry. And yeah, not only we just had Walsall have had a massive opportunity to stay up with the fixtures, haven't they? Like yeah. you yeah. couldn't you couldn't pick better fixtures, really, with the exception of throwing Bradford in there. Like look, we're playing every team you'd want to play in this situation, and lost or scrape the draw against one of them like we really have only got ourselves to blame 
Yeah, definitely do. Um, and let's get on to the South End game. I mean, we're almost flying through these here. Yeah, you've got to fly through them because you don't, they don't deserve the time, mate. You can't linger on them, can you? Um, I, wrote, I wrote in my notes on this one, two bad teams fighting over a point. Um, and I tell you what, Walsall were absolutely, I mean, unbelievably lucky to get a point from this game. I mean, we've questioned referees before. I tell you what, if I was a Shrimpers fan, I would be absolutely livid. Um, oh, absolutely lit. If it was the other way around, you'd go absolutely like mad. We were, I had a bit of a joke was, I was saying the other day. If, um, if Walsall stayed up, I was going to do a poll on Twitter and for player of the year. And I was going to put three players in who I think have played well this season. Kinsella, yeah. Cook um, and Dobson. Yeah. And my fourth choice was going to be Ross Joyce, who was the referee <laughs> that day. Because if Walsall, if that point kick-started something, he would have done... So much, like, it was just ridiculous. I mean, Southend scored a good goal on the stroke of half-time. He disallowed it. Um, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that, by the way. Absolutely ridiculous. And then, to me, it's not a pen. I mean, I, I mean, I, we, and we never looked like scoring in a million years. And somehow, got a pen. And obviously, Aaron Maidote, or Rem, as he likes to be known. I mean, fair play to him. 20 years old. Mm. Um, absolute, like, massive, massive courage to step up and take it and score and get a point. Fair play to him. That, that, that was that was really impressive. But look, Southend ended that game. They hadn't won in fourteen matches, and they were the better team. Uh, they were the better team on the day. Come, they should have won the game. They've had a good goal disallowed. They've got a right back, Alvis Bawamanu. Oh my god, he missed a sitter. Yeah, an absolute sitter to make it two nil. Um, but it should never even got to that point. Really, it should. They should have been outside. The penalty shouldn't even come into it. But. Yeah, another dreadful, dreadful display. Just roll them off, mate. Yeah, Accrington, yeah. Southend. I mean, I'm still, got, still going to talk about the referee a little bit because I tell you what, on another day, you're two 0 down with with the goal which was disallowed. Which I don't know how he's disallowed that. To be honest, blowing the whistle. Then I mean, that is, I mean, how oh, that guy's. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but he's had a questionable. Game. <laughs> but then he could have sent off a Walsall defender. A player goes through and he brings him down. He only gives him a yellow. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Right, I, look, yeah. I look back at on the highlights. I tell you what, I could, I could see that given as a red card, and then he he gets to add to it. There's a point in the highlights, and it's not very often you see this in a highlight package. The, the guy goes to make a throw in, and he books him for time wasting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was looking, and I was I looked back, and I was like, he must have done something. And I said, no, he just picked up the ball. Like, <laughs> you know when they you fake that first throw in, and um, it like everyone does it. But he books him for it, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he had a shocker that day. He and really I, had a shocker. Part, oh, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, I shouldn't talk about referees. Um, I felt really like I felt a bit pleased for South Engine you know, that they won the other day. You I, felt like they deserved something. Yeah, like I watched I watched Kevin Bond's interview after the game, after the South End game, and he was just so like exasperated and. The thing with refereeing decisions is like, people always say they even, even themselves out at the end of the season. Well, I don't think they do. And, mm. and, and these decisions are cost, cost like people their livelihoods. And he's, he's trying to make a name for him. He's always been Harry Redknapp's number two, hasn't he? He obviously wants to be a number one. Yeah. And I watched his interview and he was like, the referee, the rules are, you, when, when you're blowing for half time, you blow when, at a point when, the game looks like nothing's going to happen yeah, when yeah. when the ball's in certain areas when the ball's out of play you don't you certainly don't blow the whistle when it's mid-air being sent into the box I mean I don't know what he can do about that I think the reason he's done it I think he, he sees he sees it was done in goal wasn't it yeah, yeah I think he sees done 
going up and he thinks, oh, he's caught this. Yeah. Before he's actually caught it. That's and obviously he's, it. he's made a, an absolute pig's ear of the cash. Yeah, he's dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's basically just handed it to the opposition player and go, there you go, have another goal. I mean, obviously I'm not saying Chris Dunn has intentionally done that, but it's just, I mean, I assume, happened, I assume he's, yeah. he's thinking... He's caught this because if he catches it and you blow the whistle, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy because that is there is nothing. That is like the ball is dead almost, and yeah, nothing's exactly. happening. But that, um, that's that's the right. That's definitely what's happened, isn't it? He's gone and thought the keeper's caught this and blown yeah. the whistle. But but yeah, shock him. I mean, either, either way, Walsall somehow rob a point, um, and then Wickham won Walsall nil. Um, I put here this is this the game that relegated Walsall? You seem to think it was this, the Stanley game though. Do you know what I think the game that relegated us was? Go on. Barnsley at home. I was there for that. Um, and how well did we play that day? Oh, wait, they're phenomenal. Um, Talk about refereeing decisions costing people jobs. What was that one? Was it Isaiah Osborne scored that day? Oh, mate, big shout. Yeah, yeah, massive shout. Yeah, because we would have been one the luck, wouldn't we? And it was an absolute belter too. It was a belter. It was a cracking finish from him. Yeah, you're right. God, yeah, I've forgotten about that. But I just think psychologically that game... If you if you look at the last three performances, if you look at compare the last three performances to that game, they're completely chalk and cheese. We were mm. a good side that day. We created chance. We don't create chances anymore. We don't look like scoring mm. that day. We looked like scoring an absolute bucketful. Yeah. We created so many chances, just didn't take any of them. And then they scored. And the performances since that day have no, have nosedived really. And you think like we we essentially conceded three goals in five minutes. We, we conceded against Barnsley, lost the game. Yeah. And then within four minutes at Doncaster. We're two 0 down. Mm. It just didn't. We. I don't think we've ever recovered from that. I think the players were just so psychologically struck by that. The confidence has just gone from them from that game, and I think they just thought. I genuinely, genuinely don't think they've recovered. Mm. Um, and then, but you say Wickham again. Like it's just the same as Stanley, same as Southend. Created nothing, and um, one of my favourite players, mate, scored the goal. No, I, t- I tell you what, t- talk about rubbing salt into the wind. I mean, it's a hell of a goal from Jason McCarthy, but of all the players. I know, like, he's him, such a lovely he? lad. He came over to me at the end, put his arm around me and stuff and said, hello, we had a good chat and that. And they just think, oh, Jason, like, he's such a good lad. Um, What's he, he doing at Wickham, by the way? What is he doing there? Like, it's a joke. He's too good for them. Like, he's, he's too good. For, he's, I just, I genuinely think he's too good for League One. Um but ah, oh, lovely boy. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Oh, it's just a mess, isn't it? I'm gutted. It is. <laughs> Absolutely gutted. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one to talk about. Um, but you said it yourself. Walsall didn't really carve out a chance in many of the the game, barring the penalty. No, and, don't and look like scoring. Admittedly, Devlin, the the, the goal against um, Stanley. But as you said, it was a goalkeeper's mistake. I mean, this is the problem which I've seen with Walsall. I mean, back end of the season in general. They've they've not really got someone who can carve out a chance and take it, barring Andy Cook. I and mean, if Cookie's not doing the business, then you're in trouble. Yeah, well, I think Josh Gordon can. I think he's like he's been he's led the charge really in Cookie's absence. And I thought I thought a Wickham on Saturday he did well, Josh Gordon. In terms of like, I thought, I thought he forced the issue. He had absolutely no support. Um, it's it's just there's there's nothing backing him up. There's absolutely. Mm. I mean. I, the strikers, I don't think you can blame because they're getting nothing in terms of service. Absolutely nothing. Um, the team just doesn't look... It's just not a cohesive unit at all, is it? It's no. just such a... That's why That's why we're, that's why we're all resigned to relegation. It's not... It's, Marshy said it like in his column this week. Like 
at this time of the season, you want to be looking at performances. You want to be looking at momentum. You, you want things to give you hope. It's not, as ridiculous as it sounds, it's not the four points. It's not that we need six points. It's not that four-point gap that's making everyone think we're down. It's, it's the manner of the way we're playing. We, yeah. I mean, I think O'Connor said it himself. We don't look like we're going to score goals. The bottom line is, do, does, can you see us keeping a clean sheet? I can't, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet in a game. So, so we're going to concede. Can I see us scoring twice in a game? No. So if we're going to concede one and we're not going to score two, we're not going to win the game, are we? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the way it is at the minute. It's, it's, that, it's that like matter of frank. Performances have been rubbish. Um, and we're going down. That's it. Last time Walsall scored two was against Portsmouth. And, and there were two very, very late goals, weren't they? Both from John Guthrie from corners. And were we 3 0 down? Yeah. Um, so. It's another game I was at. There you go. Getting about. Yeah, I'm getting about, but unfortunately, not, um, not, not great. And it's just, um, it's just a tough one to take for fans, especially as well, because, you know, they pay their hard earned money. Um, I mean. Are there any positives to take from any of them three games? None, Anything? None, none, absolutely none. Not one positive. It's grim. It's grim. It's you can't grim. play like that. No, that's. I mean, that's the worst thing I imagine as a fan. Um, and I've been, I've been there myself. When you're watching a team who are just like not even sleepwalking, they're willing. I, I think they're almost marching toward relegation. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they're not going <laughs> to. I pick. love that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they're not. I'm going to write that today. Go with it. Just, yeah. just give me some credit for it somewhere. Yeah. Um, we are marching towards relegation. I yeah, completely agree. Because it's not even a sleepwalk. It's not like you're kind of like, oh, they'll wake up. They're, they're actively like, I mean, I'm talking Villa circa four years ago when obviously I, was, I wasn't I was working in the business then. I was going as a fan and you could just see it. None of them were up for it. The players were doing this and that on social media after games. And it was just... You just think there's no chance, no chance whatsoever here, yeah. and it just kills you as a fan because you can't. You, there's nothing for you to get behind. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. And the money thing's really important, you know. Like I was thinking that the other day when I was driving back. Like I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Like I'm really, really annoyed. Mm. With, like the way things are, and and and, and like the, what the football I've watched and stuff. And I was driving back from Wickham um, with Tom Marlow from the BBC, and I was like. Do you know what? Like everyone else has paid to watch that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've paid to watch that, and that is just like awful, really. Like I feel so sorry for them. Like, like it's just you just shouldn't. There's a lot of people. Like it's just oh dear me. Like if you're hundred quid down or whatever for these last three games or however much it'll be. Oh dear. I tell you what. There's not many. There's not many times you can spend money on something receive like shoddy service or non-entertainment and not be able to get a refund is there yeah. and football is one of them yeah football is one of them yeah it's, it's mad it is mad um, absolutely mad should we get on some questions Joe? yeah we'll just do questions of them. Yeah. plenty of them um, I've got a bit of a headache yeah, so I might not be on top. If I'm not on top four, I apologise. I'll, I'll try and cover for you don't worry thank you um, Sean Wozencroft that's you... my mate. That's the one for the beers with. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had any rumours about Russell Slade? He's, say, he's taking it, Michael. He's, he's just messing about. Oh, that is dear. my mate. That is. He had six points last night at Guinness. Because 
Because he was he was drinking quicker than me as well. well it's like a meal, Guinness. You ever He's, had one? Oh yeah, of course I've had one. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he's fine this morning. I mean, oh dear. Everyone can sound fine on Twitter, mate. I'm sure he's really That's true. Wrapped, wrapped up. That's under true. His... Social media is like the most false look into someone's life ever, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, go on Instagram. Mate. I you look hate on, Instagram. Look at my Instagram feed. It looks like I travel the world. Yeah. I do this and that. You've got that. the best lifestyle ever. Instagram is absolute nonsense. I'm in, not on it. In reality, yes. Like... This morning I posted um, I posted something on Instagram, just a picture of me and the missus. We were, we were on holiday over the past couple of days, so we were... I was sunning it up. Uh, I, I'll tell you exactly where I was. I was literally sat in my car whilst it was kind of. I was so my car now parks on the front drive. I used to have an underground parking in my old house. I don't anymore. Jesus, have you got Nathan Tudor on me? No, 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 no. No, no. It's just like one of them, like you know, when you live in a big block of flats and you have the parking underneath. I was in one of them, um, but because I hadn't started the car in four days, um, it was really cold in the car. <laughs> and I wanted to warm myself up, so I thought, oh, I'll scroll through some of the pictures whilst like the car's heating up. Yeah. Um, tried to start the engine, it wouldn't start the first time, didn't start first time, first time ever with this car. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a long day. So I was like, I'll scroll through the pictures, I'll find something to like brighten my morning up. And I found one, and now on Instagram posted it, everyone thinks I'm loving life. Yeah. And in reality, I'm just sat in a cold car. That won't start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a good Instagram, it's, like... That is exactly what Instagram y- is. Yeah, absolute nonsense. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's probably feeling just as worse, if not worse, than you. Jack. I hope he is, to be fair. I know uh, he's my mate, but... Uh, here we go. Nathan Bryan. Uh, is Jamie Ward going to sign? Uh, Nathan Bryan, ex-Express and Star. Jamie Ward linked in the summer. He is also taking the mic off. It's glad to see people have got a sense of humour at this time. You, you need it. You need mate. it, don't you? You need it. Yeah. If you're not going to laugh, you're going to cry, aren't you? So... Um, Dan G, WFC. Um, any manager rumours you've heard... Who would be your number one choice realistically? Probably rules Hurst out. Um, my number or and I haven't heard of any rumor. What what from what I gather, um, my understanding is that wonderful journalism saying is um, obviously the search is well underway. Um, I think targets have been spoken to, um, and it looks. I mean, I don't know much no more than that. I mean, the odds on Keefe have absolutely tumbled, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. So it does look like there's something in that. But I promise you, I don't. I don't know. They're playing the keeper. The cards very close to their chest on this. Um, do you want? Do you want a list? Keith uh, Hill six to four. Paul Hurst six to one. Chris yeah. Powell six to one. Martin O'Connor eights. Daryl Clark twelves. Then you go into like Kevin Nolan sixteen. Steve Evans twenties. Um, yeah. Eddie Vivash twenties. So. The truth is, so I've got, I think this might come up in a question anyway, but to answer Dan's question in a long-winded way, there's there's four people I'd like to have it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my first choice is Paul Hurst. Oh, what a signing that would be. Um, absolutely unbelievable manager, and I'm an Ipswich fan. Like, I've probably said it on the podcast before, like, forget that. Forget what happened at Ipswich. I've interviewed Paul Hurst a few times while he was Shrewsbury manager, Said before, probably, they were relegated when he came in. They were absolutely down. It was a miracle he kept them up. Yeah. And then he turned them into... There was a three-way fight all season for that promotion, wasn't there? Oh, I'll tell you what, they were, I mean, so unlucky, so to, unlucky. End, to end up where they did. I think any other year they go up automatically with that points tally. They came second to Blackburn and Wigan. Let's be honest, massive, massive, massive budget. Compare the budgets. It Can't compare it, can you? I mean, they're going out... I mean, Blackburn... That summer, went out and bought Bradley Dack for 750k, who, I mean, 
he's a quality quality I mean League One he might as well be Messi mightn't he he's, oh, he's yeah. that good in League One and then he's and a very very good champion I mean you wouldn't be surprised if like Villa sold Grealish if they replaced him with Dak would you oh yeah I mean, he's worth he's, he's worth easy 15-20 mil 15-20 mil do you reckon I he's, reckon Blackburn won't sell for any less than that I've, I've lost my way with transfers a little bit I don't know how much players cost anymore I think it, it, you know what it is it's all affected by other transfers, isn't it? So you see Madison go for, how much did he go for? Like 20. Was he 20? 20, 25, something well, like that. Me and Joe have just been talking that Fred went for 47 million. Oh, when well, he can't even... i tell you what, he is... He can't pass the ball. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's a Brazilian, and he? So, you know, you're going to pay more for that. But, but, I mean, you look at someone like Madison, who went from Norwich to, to Leicester for, let's say it was 20 million. I don't, I don't know the exact amount. Um, but then every, every other high-performing midfielder in the championship now, they say, well, if he's going for that much, he's worth a, he's worth around that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then Villa valued Grealish at, what, 30, 35? I'd play that for Grealish, though. I would. I've, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm, this isn't a Villa podcast, so I'm not going to go and talk about Jack Grealish, but I think he's worth that. Yeah, I think he's worth that. But but then, like, Everton have spent 45 million on Sigardson and 50 million on... Richarlison. Richarlison. 100 million? Those two players. Mm. I ain't got a clue what players are worth. We're going off on a massive tangent here. Zlatan went to Manu for free. There you go. Like so, my managers are Paul Hurst. <laughs> getting back on that. God, like my head is not in this. I'm all over the place. Paul Hurst, number one, amazing job at Shrewsbury. Absolutely amazing. I think I'm just so impressed with him. I interviewed him a couple of times. Like I said, I just bowled over. He, he, what he. I, I love the guy. Shrewsbury thing, thing wouldn't bother Walsall fans one bit. I mean, well, Shrewsbury Walsall fans would love it, wouldn't they? Oh yeah. If like, um, because he he is the real deal, Paul Hurst. I don't care what anyone says. He got it wrong at Ipswich, but he will learn from that. And I just I, think he's a top top manager. I predict him to do well at Ipswich. You know. Me too. Yeah. I thought we were, yeah, I thought he was going to do well. Um, I would. I'd be very happy with Keith Hill. Yeah. Um, based on what he's done in Rochdale, obviously. And it's an unbelievable record of getting teams out of League Two. So, and he would take no mess in, plays good football. I don't look, I don't think it's the world's most exciting appointment, Keith Hill, mm. if I'm being honest. Like, like the truth is, Walsall fans still dream about getting in the playoffs in League One and, and, yeah. and competing. For, and would that happen with Keith Hill? I don't know. Like, Rochdale and Walsall, budget wise, very similar. He had the ninth and tenth, I think, for two years after they went up. So he can definitely build a very good League One side. But could he take one further? I'm not sure. But the truth is, we're miles off that now. Absolutely miles away from that. I mean, you've got an entirely different league to think about. Really, exactly. let's be honest. And could Keith? Could Keith Hill? Is he? A, would you say with Keith Hill in charge, you'd have a very, very good chance of promotion, and you'd have a very good chance of staying up and finishing mid-table League One. You'd abs- you would have with him. Mm. So I think he's a, he, on, I think he's an outstanding candidate. I really do. Um, and then the other people I'd look at, but I don't think it it won't happen, are Ad Vivash and mm. Dean Holden. Yeah. Um, but Vivash. Both of them very, very interesting. Vibash is supposed to be an unbelievable coach. On the training ground, he's supposed to be. Like, players just absolutely adore working with him. He certainly improves players. Obviously got his Chelsea contacts. Um, I think he, does a, he, he would make a very good number one. Dean Holden, fantastic coach. Would be very, very of the Dean Smith mould. Would mm. bring that feel-good factor back, which he, I think Walsall desperately, desperately need. They need that, like... That like unity, like he would, he would make everything so 
like what's the word like all connected he'd join all the dots together all the teams and stuff the youth team I think everyone would feel like I think he'd make it one big family again and there's no doubt he is playing a huge role in Bristol City success oh yeah he is a, him and uh, Lee Johnson are very much a double act I think and I think he's a, a he's an astute tactician Dean Holden so but I don't think either of them will happen because I think everyone probably wants a new direction we've mm. had the Whitney thing the the employee like promoting from within it didn't work out we've had Dean Keats the legend return it's not worked out I think everyone wants to get away from these subtlest connections the truth is when you operate on a budget Walsall are operating on when you are paying the wages they are paying pay, paying people because it's low you have that you I don't want to use the word exploit but in a way Vivash and Holden Walsall is a pull to them, a bit like it was for Keats. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they would love to probably manage that team because they, because they love the club because they've got such an affinity with the club. So they would probably accept less money and stuff because they want it and they want the shot at number one. So, but I do think, for me, it's Hurst or Hill, and then I think I think Daryl Clark will be a contender. Mm. I think he'll be in the running, um, but I don't know a lot about him. And he's supposed to not be great with the media. So for selfish reasons, um, I don't really want it to be Mm. him. I was just scrolling down on uh, the sacrace.com and John Whitney's name just cropped up at 33 to 1. Good luck luck throwing your money away there. (laughs) That's a bit brutal. I I don't think they're going to rehire John Whitney, let's be honest. (laughs) You're throwing your money away if you're putting your money on John Whitney, I think, at 33s. There's a reason he's so low. Um... Uh, right, next uh, question. Rob Harvey, very open question. Just what has gone wrong this season? Who is to blame? Keats, the board, Whitney or all of them? I think it's very harsh now to blame John Whitney considering he hasn't been involved for quite a while. Oh, I still think he has to take his share of the blame. You reckon? Yeah. Um, I think I'll... everyone's to blame. And this will be what I write about when we go down, um, if we go down. Um Tommy Baker goes on to say the backroom staff as well. Scouts, assistant managers, goalkeeper, coach could go on and on. Go on and on. Look, the truth is Whitney sent a lot of players on two-year deals who um, all want. Uh, a lot of them want to leave now, don't they? Let's be honest. They, they want to go. Um, they've already got their eyes elsewhere. They p- cannot wait for the season to end. And as Dean Keats said to me many a time, um, and we quoted him saying it many a time, if you've got a squad of around 20 players at the end of every season, you should have 10 contracted and 10 out of contract. Mm. You should always be able to freshen things up and you should always have that flexibility for a manager to play with. Of course, you're going to lose players. Football's a revolving door. But Keats, from the moment he got the job, was livid at the contract situation he he inherited and he was livid about it. Um, there's no two ways about that. So, on, on the one hand, you have to say John Whitney was planning for the future. He wanted to build a team and keep it together. But it, it didn't work and the signings haven't been good enough. Mm. Um, so, I think Whitney has to take that blame. Keats has to take his share of the blame for what we've spoken about before. Another podcast, the board, the budget is dreadful. Um, like, they're just not... like that is it it's, 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 I, I've said before I said in, in a piece I wrote the other day it is a mid-table League 2 budget and we were talking about Villa earlier mm. like what has happened there's a lot of anger about what has happened with this relegation in, like impending relegation but 
if for 13 years you operate on, say, a League Two budget, also been in League One for 13 years, yeah. eventually it's going to catch up with you. This is just par for the course. Yeah. I know there's an awful lot of anger out there, but you can't keep doing it. You cannot keep batting above your average. You can't keep surviving when you're paying... I mean, when you've got a budget that isn't from the league below. Um, mm. And that, and the board have to take their blame for that. Well, and Jeff Bonser obviously has to take his blame for that. Um, and the players have to take the blame because they've just not been good enough. And they've there's been times when it looks like they, they, they haven't put in like the application that's needed. Yeah. Sorry, am I going on a bit? No, 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 no. Keep going. You keep going. Oh, so I've, it's, I mean, look... I've said, I'm repeating myself, but I've said how bad the other teams are. Wickham, Accrington, Stanley, blah, 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 blah. They're, they're not good teams. We're probably going to finish below all of them. Hmm. So something's, something's, so to be that bad, a lot of things have to go wrong, don't yeah, they? And yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's a, it's a culmination of many, many things. Um, from, and it, it's, from, it's definitely, definitely from top down. Um, but there's been, obviously, everyone else has played their part. Yeah, plenty of people um, with their... With uh, something to say about it and obviously having something to do with it as well. Um, Joe Gibbons asks your thoughts on the Keith Hill rumours, which kind of mentioned them, so hopefully you got your answer there. Um, Lee Reynolds, uh, does Jeffrey care what the fans think? If he did care, a number one priority is to get automatic promotion, then he would get a new manager as soon as possible. He would stop rent payments and add the rent payments that are suspended to the playing budget. Okay, so this is my like this is all of perceptions. Put that question in front of me so I can just see. Um, so does Jeff care? Let's start it with that. I genuinely, genuinely believe he does. Mm. I genuinely believe he does. He wouldn't rock up to games if he didn't. Like I do. Look, we none of us, none of us listening to this, none of us, like none of us are comfortable with the rent payments. We're, we're like we're all not comfortable with it. We all raise our eyebrows to it. It doesn't feel right. If we're being honest, it doesn't feel right. No. Um, but that's a deal he struck. Um, and that's that's the way it's been for a long time now. I genuinely, genuinely believe hand on heart he cares. I do believe he cares. Um, so and it says, if he did care, number one priority would be to get a manager in as soon as possible. Well, they're working on getting the manager in. Like that is mm. that will happen. I Look, to me, if we go down tomorrow... I would like to see a manager in before Shrewsbury. The worst case scenario, I'd like to see a manager in the week after Shrewsbury. I reckon you go with that one personally. I wouldn't put a manager in before the final game purely because it's just, what's he going to do? Well, you just have him in the stands, don't you? Just have him in the stands watching it. I mean, it's irrelevant anyway because half the players aren't going to be there. But I just think, like, everyone needs lifting. And I think, let's say Keyfield gets it. I think people would be lifted. If on mm. Saturday we're relegated and on Wednesday Keith Hill becomes our manager, I think people would be lifted. Um, but yeah, you could you could roll into Shrewsbury, but it's going to be a long week of a lot of anger. And I think O'Connor said it this week, Wolves will need to press the reset button. They desperately need to start again. The club needs a new direction. I don't think it's had a direction really since Dean Smith left. Mm. So I think that's where... if. I think that's when the manager needs to come in next week if we go down on Saturday. It would be good, I tell you what, if you get the manager in on, say, the Wednesday and there's a reaction from the players on the last day, regardless of whether they're down or not, and they go out and they put in just an admirable performance. Yeah. And you think, all right, okay, 
There's some in. There's some in the players who will be here next season. But I think we know, like anyway, if if we were going for like the players who will be there next season, like Liam Roberts is going to be there, George Dobson's going to be there. You'd like to think Liam Kinsella will be there. I think Josh Gordon will be there. Um, and those four, obviously, Roberts has come out of the team, but I don't think you'd ever question them. Um, so I think we know. Look, it's just going to be embarrassing, mate. To be honest, it's going to be at Shrewsbury on the final day. Like they're not a good side. They're another one. They're not very good, mm. um, and they're going to be gloating. Is uh, is a thing? Would you rather go down this weekend? I mean, speaking to fans, I mean of Bolton when they went down, they were saying they'd rather go down the week before they played Blackburn because that is just the ultimate. Yeah, like, you, it would be the worst. It'd be the thing worst. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. I'd rather if we're going down. If we're categorically relegated, I'd rather go down this weekend than. Um, than at Shrewsbury but I'd rather go into the Shrewsbury game with a fighting chance of staying up yeah. like, if we win on Saturday tomorrow then and results go your way and results go your way yeah yeah but yeah I think that's what I think the situation is on the manager I like to think Jeff does care um, and he, the thing on the rent payment this is what I've heard I'm not sure if it's right or not but I think Jeff it's not it's not just Jeff who gets the money from the pension fund mm. so there's, a, there's four people in it Um and they'd all have to, I think they'd all have to agree, or I don't know whether there's some sort of legalities, but from what I understand, the question was asked at a meeting, a fan meeting, of will Jeff suspend rent payments? I think it was for two years it was asked for. Mm. Um, I, and I know this is going to sound a massive, massive cop-out, but I think, I think the answer was legally he can't. I think it's now binding. Um, Look, there's going to be loads of people who laugh at that and say, oh, he's going to say that. And do you know what? They might be right. I, yeah. I don't know the answer. I genuinely don't. But I'm just telling you what, what is said. And what is said is that legally, these rent payments now have to be made. Yeah. And um, it's not just Jeff, you should say, who's the beneficiary. Yeah. Everyone would have to agree, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Callum Thomas, do you think it was a mistake sacking Dean Keats with only five games left against teams around us? Might have had a more realistic chance of staying up with the manager who could get performances out of the players than an untested coach at this level with respect to Martin O'Connor. So, as I said before, I wasn't surprised when Keats was sacked when he was sacked because that Oxford game wasn't great. I've, it just felt like he was going. Um, I didn't want him to go. And now I think it was a mistake, yeah. I think it was a mistake. Mm. Um, would we have got more points on the board with Keats still at the club? I think we would have. I think, I'm not I'm not sure whether you would have got more points, but you sure, I think you certainly would have got more performances. I think we would have got more performances. I think O'Connor's quite a hard man. Um so and I, and I, just, I don't know I don't, I don't know how it's gone down really I'm, I'm not sure about it all so he's certainly ruffled feathers he's ruffled because, feathers he's you know, very you've, very you've honest players dropped <laughs> I mean and by all I mean by all accounts I mean you've seen Chris Dunn come in and he hasn't exactly covered himself in glory no offence to the lad um, and you've seen other players come in and performances still haven't improved and what O'Connor's done hasn't worked for me in terms of Accrington Stanley was 3 5 2 um, game after that South End was 4-3-3 um, Wickham on Monday was 4-4-2 it's been very very disjointed um, so I think the one thing with Keats for me is that after that Wimbledon game when we lost at home I, I mean I, I, I think we all then thought we we're in serious trouble here um, 
And I always say this about managers. Managers are very, very... There's a lot of managers in the game who are very, very good at keeping a run going. So when you're winning games, they can keep winning. And when they're losing, they can keep losing. There's mm. not many managers who can, like, turn things around. And I think Keats did. Yeah. In a, in a mini burst with the Fleetwood game, with the Burton game, with the Bradford game. He did... T- and that was... I found that really impressive, the way he did turn things around. And then he was absolutely done by the fixtures. Absolutely done by them. Um... With the Sunderland, Bradford, Barnsley games, Doncaster, I just think maybe I def I definitely think we should have stuck with him now. Mm. In hindsight, um, but 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 I have to say at the time I can understand why he went, but I wish he had stayed. Hindsight's twenty twenty, Joe. Yeah, twenty twenty. Um, ben Meredith, do you think the young players, for example, Mitch Candle and Alfie Bates, etc., could do a job in League Two? Well, Ben Meredith, I think is name two very very interesting players there um i think he's used the perfect examples because i mm. think those two like there's going to be there's going to i think in terms of relegation will benefit some people i think it will benefit Corey roberts in the sense that we all know he's a very talented boy but he's missed a year of football yeah i think it'd be good to him good to him to come back into a lower division maybe and just get help get himself up to speed Candlin and Bates are the two, if I'm being honest, everyone's got high hopes for. Mm. Um, very, like, very high hopes for. Um, I think it could be... I think go, dropping down a league will potentially allow them to play more prominent roles next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that could be... I think there's two exciting talents there who are homegrown, local lads. Um Something for fans, to, some people for fans to get behind. Really, players for fans to get. Behind. That's it, because not not every club has them players who they can get behind. You know, the, the no. ones where you can sing from the terrace is one of our own. One of our own, yeah. And like, I've been very critical of Walsall's youth policy this season, um, youth team and the reserve team, and not entering the reserve league and stuff. But like, if next season you add, say, Liam Roberts and Gall, Corey Roberts at centre back, Alfie Bates and Mitch Candlin fighting to get in the team. There's four lads there who've come through, um, in fairness. So mm. I think that'd be, it, it would feel a bit fresh. And if they were winning every, if they were winning every week, if they were in the promotion race, that would add to a feel-good factor, wouldn't it? If they had some young lads, it would provide <clears> them <throat> shoots as well. Because whenever with something like this, when something like this happens, you're trying to find positives, and seeing them, them shoots of growth, would provide a positive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, hope, I, hopefully those two will will be involved next year. Mm. David Winters, uh, out of the 10 or so managers on the shortest odds to get the job, who would you choose and why? I think we've been through that one. Yeah. Uh, do you have a wild card candidate you'd throw in? Is there any extra names you might throw I think in? Dean Olden's probably Dean a wild Hol- card. Dean Olden's well, not in the running in terms of like the bookies numbers. They don't see him as as one of the leading candidates there so that you know you can't yeah. get too great a price on him. So I think that's probably a good shout. Yeah, I think he's my wild card. I'll tell you one thing about Dean Olden as well. Doesn't, doesn't give referees a break. Does he not? No, I tell you. I mean, he got booked. That's like Keats. He got booked at Villa Park. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won happy. He's a really good guy, he is. Yeah, yeah, Really yeah. good guy. Uh, Liam, uh, LBWFC, asks, um, with Jeff saying the club's open to offers and the board saying they've had no response, isn't it a bit suspicious that League Two clubs are being took over Yet five or six years we've had nothing? Uh, so in answer to your question, yes, it is very suspicious. I mean... <clears throat> That is, that is. There's no other way to say it. I don't know what... Like, unfortunately, 
like I know there's nothing I can do about that I've asked <laughs> we, like there's nothing anyone can do about it we, people ask the questions whether I ask it whether it's asked at fan focus meetings Stefan Gamble always says um, that as far as he's concerned there's been no um, bids for the club um, unfortunately I don't know what else we can do about that I, I, like all we can do is keep asking the question but you'd imagine we're going to get the same answer Um but yes, and I agree with you, Liam, it is suspicious. Rather <clears throat> suspicious indeed. Nick Pritchard, thoughts on a protest at the 18th and 88 minutes on Saturday to show the support and rest at the way we are being treated as customers and disgust at the way the club is run. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's a good idea, actually. Um, at, oh, my phone is going mad. Busy guy, Joe um, Massey. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, I like it because my views on social media, I've said on this podcast before, I'm really, really not impressed by some of the abuse the players are getting this season. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people think they deserve it, but there's there's criticism and then there's abuse. And they deserve, players deserve to be criticised. They understand that. Um, they don't deserve abuse. And this seems to me to be a way of showing this disapproval, which is absolutely they deserve, like, this team has let the fans down. There's no doubt about that. Turning the back on them, I think, is a very good idea. Um, it shows the contempt. It shows how angry people are. It shows exactly how they feel. Um, but it does it in a way that in my is respectful. Is that a way of putting it? It's, yeah. it's still respectful. Um, and I'm all for that. My only question is with it, will the club sit up and take notice? Because you're essentially still paying your money to get in. Yeah, that, yeah. A lot of people have said that point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It looks good on screens and I understand it. Um, Because at the end of the day, you want, you still, it's weird because you want to be there. You want to be there as a fan, regardless of whether they're doing well or whether they're doing bad. You'll have that like core fan base. You want to be there week in, week out. And they want to show their support for the club, but they also need a way of showing that they're not being treated properly. And I can see why you would do that, but for me, I'd I'd pick a one game, and just not turn up. Not turn up. Don't turn up. Yeah. On one game. There's a lot of people would agree with you on that. There's a lot of people. I think that's the only way you'll get the club to take notice because it will hit them where it hurts. And and for a club for a club like Warsaw where the fan backing is a big thing, I don't I don't care what people say. Like there are some clubs now, the higher up you go, the less and less. Fans are important. You saw stories about it last season saying that there are, there are clubs who could run without a single fan walking through the door. And I don't think Walsall is one of them. Oh, clubs. no, of course they're not. So it's 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 a situation where it would, I mean, it would the club would sit up and take notice. And yeah. I think if you're still paying to get in, I think they say, yes, it's not great, but you know what? We're still lining our pockets. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think I like, I, I do like this protest, though. I'm for that one. Yeah, I don't want to see the. I don't want to see an empty stadium or. Whatever. No one wants to see one. No, no, yeah. But if there's any way to make them to make your voice heard, I think. Yeah. Probably the Look way. You leading the charge. Leading, I'll be. I'll be there. I'll be the next <laughs> season, mate. I'll tell you that for free. Um, Jonathan Wright, who's your player of the season? There's a question. Uh, Cook. Andy Cook, plenty of goals. Yeah. David Birch, um, is there any news about Kinsella? Will he be leaving in the summer? I still don't. I don't. Look, I think all contracts were off the table when it a couple of weeks ago or months ago when everyone knew we were in serious trouble. Mm. I think the club was going to reassess in the summer of all the players. 
I think I genuinely, genuinely believe Kinsella will stay. Um, I think he wants to stay. Uh, he's been at the club since he was nine years old. Might even be younger than that. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll stay, and I think he'll get a deal in the summer, and it, and hopefully he's a team that we can build, a player we can build around long term. Mm. Um, I don't know for certain, but I, I do genuinely believe he'll stay. All right, we're going to fly through a couple more because we do have a segment lined up, and of course we've got a preview of the Peterborough game. Um, Opium Winfrey, what a, what a great. Uh, at, that is a, a Twitter handle uh, what will the player exodus slash overhaul look like in the summer will it be a completely new squad next season will we lose the decent players that we do have um, I think you've got to say, by, say goodbye to some of them I think we'll lose Andy Crook categorically I mean League 2 football is far below where he, where he should be playing um, I think he, even if he stayed up he'd go um, I think he's 28 played in non-league every other season bar this I think he'll get paid more money to score goals elsewhere and I think he will score goals wherever he goes really yeah. I think if you're a, I think maybe even a bottom end championship club but I think if you're a top end league one club yeah, I mean he will score you 20 goals probably um, I'd imagine if he if he's in the team that's flying high at the top of the table so if you're an Ipswich or someone yeah he, he will definitely score Ipswich, goals Ipswich Bolton yeah he'll score goals imagine uh, him Ostuma and Cook Ostuma and Cook yeah I think that'd work it'd tear it up um so yeah, my worry if my worry's Dobson, if I'm being honest. Mm. Like um I just wonder if clubs will come in for him. Um I think they might. That would be my worry. Um I really want him to stay. Um yeah, and then other than that, I can't see other than that and Kinsella and Gordon, I can't see many I do think it'll be a very different team next season. Mm. Agree with you. Uh Jamie Wilson, if you were in charge, who would you be offering contracts to and who would you be letting go? Uh, we covered this in a previous podcast. Come on, um, Jamie. So I listen you, to all the podcasts. If you listen mate. to all of them, I'm sure you'll 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 hear our answer to that one um, and a couple more. Eerie uh, or however you pronounce that. Uh, what's the latest news on the manager? We've covered that. How long are the contracts on Davies and Oaks? I think they were tied in with Keats, mm. um, which was three and a half years when he signed it. So, um, look, if we're being honest, we expect them to leave the club in the summer. Yeah. Um, and they will obviously have to have those contracts paid up. Uh, Mickey Sadler asks, is Ferrier really injured or is he just bottling the last few games? Good question. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Is he honest? I don't think he's... Mm, I don't know. Don't know. Um, WFC Dave, why does the owner not try and build bridges with the fans? It's been a disaster of a season and he still treats us with contempt. Not one single statement has been made on how we progress from this. So I agree with that in terms of the statements. That's the one area where, well, not the one area, but I think Walsall could learn a lot from just popping out a few statements, to be honest. Just a little bit more communication, I think, would go a very, very long way. That's all um, fans want sometimes. They just want to know what's going on. Just want to know what's going on and and... Yeah, I just think that it, I just think it would make such a big difference. Um, for example, like w- the manager search is underway. Mm. I think if ten days ago they put out a statement saying manager search is underway, we're assessing candidates, blah 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 blah. I think people would just because people have messaged me on Twitter and said, "Is the manager as the manager search started? Is it is it going on?" Yeah, I mean, it, of course it is, but like. People there's, just want to be kept in the loop. There's really. nothing black and white, you know. There's nothing black and white. There's nothing confirming it. One like, line at the end of the Dean Keats statement. Yeah, so and the I think club the, are now commencing a search for a new manager to replace Dean Keats. That's all they needed. All they needed, and I think like a lot of people were like, the fact that O'Connor was in post, 
people were confused with that. Like, was was he a contender? If he st- if we stayed up, would he have been a contender? I think it was a lot. Just a little. The only thing I can say is a little bit of communication would go a very long way. Um, I really do believe that. Um, so yeah, I think that's one area also have to improve. Yeah, um, that covers all the questions. For those of you who did send one in and didn't get one answered, I apologise. We had so so many. Thank you for the uh, questions, by the way. Oh like, yeah, I mean this uh, was a last minute podcast, wasn't it? Um, like I came in this morning, and we were like, we need to do a podcast. I was just, I was still kind of halfway for on the way back from Spain. I was hungover. Yeah, but we but put it together. Two holidays, had a games, and then put a tweet out forty-five minutes before the podcast and all those questions. So thank you so much. Yeah, superb effort, guys. <clears throat> um, right, quick segment. So Wolves will play Peterborough, otherwise known as Posh. Yeah. Uh, I've got a list of footballers here. You've got to tell me whether they are posh or tosh, and by tosh I mean not posh, not rubbish. Okay. Right. So the segment name is called Posh or Tosh. So they're, they're a good footballer or not? No, no, they're all good footballers. Oh, right. But I just needed it to rhyme to make the segment go a little bit better, I think. Okay. Because I could have gone Posh or not, but it doesn't sound as good, does it? Posh or Tosh? Yeah. What am I, I don't understand what I'm... Basically, I'm going to give you a footballer. You're going to tell me whether they've had a Posh upbringing or what is known as a Posh upbringing. Oh, okay. Or whether they haven't. Okay. okay. So obviously if it was like so Judah, it would be posh. Yeah, yeah. If so it was you, it would be tosh. Exactly. Right, okay, exactly. Yeah. First one, I think is pretty easy one. This is one which a lot of people know about. Patrick Bamford. Posh. He is posh. Do you know why he's posh? Because he goes to private school? I'm not sure it was private, but I know he got A stars in his GCSEs and he took them years ahead of anyone else. <laughs> um, took them early. He can speak two languages, French and German, and he can play three instruments. Can, can you guess they? them instruments? Guitar. No, he's no. teaching himself that apparently. Of course um, he is. Violin, saxophone, and piano. That's posh, isn't it? It's is pretty posh, that. It's posh, that. Yeah. Uh, he also turned down the chance to study at Harvard. Did he? Apparently so, to go and join Nottingham Forest. Interesting. It's a good Who story, knew? isn't it? And then this is an easy one Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Tosh. I mean, when you're, when you're from, was it Croxteth in Liverpool? Yeah. You're not exactly posh. Okay. Now we're getting some ones which I feel could be a little bit trickier. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Posh or Tosh? Oh, I'm going to... S- the double-barrelled thing makes you think posh. It makes you think posh, doesn't it? Um, and I'm going to say posh because I think his dad was a footballer. You're right. He is posh. I don't know whether his dad was a footballer, but he went to St. John's College in South Sea. Do you know how much it costs to go there? Go on. If you're going full board, 24 grand. A what? Yeah, term. I'm assuming it's a term. Yeah. That's um, about what Nathan's dad paid for him to go to school. Probably. Eight, yeah. 8K if you're not willing to go bored. 8K? 8K. <laughs> so not cheap. It's not exactly rocking up can, to I, state can school, Can you ever have an, imagine having the money to be able to afford that? No, no Genuinely chance. can't. 24 grand every, th- every like... I've never had 8K in a bank account. No, neither have I. <laughs> I've never got anywhere near it. Um, Connor Horahan. Posh or Tosh? Uh... Tosh. You're right, he is Tosh. Jan Vertonghen. Jan <laughs> uh, Vertonghen? Yes. Uh, it's a random list, right? Um, Tosh. Tosh is correct. Hugo Lloris. Oh, nice, nice. That's got to be Posh. What a name like Hugo? You're right, he is Posh. Do you know why he's called Hugo? He's named after Victor Hugo, um, who was uh, the person behind the hunchback, hunchback of Notre Dame. Nice. Who knew? His dad was an investment banker and his mother was a, a very successful lawyer. 
Oh, right. Apparently took daily tennis lessons before taking up football. Yeah. That's, that's passion there. Uh, let's go into retired players. A couple of retired players to finish off. Andrea Perlo. Ooh. Posh. Posh, indeed. His dad founded a steel company um, when he was a youngster uh, and made plenty of cash through that. He's also a wine connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he seems to be in a wine always, connoisseur. I'll tell you why he's a classy guy. If I look like that at 40, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and last one, Gianluca Viali. Tosh. No, he's posh. Is he? Oh, almost got to fall out for nearly, that. Nearly, nearly. Uh, do you know why? He lived in a castle as a child. A castle? Had 60 rooms. Wow. 60 rooms. Wow. Fair bit of Judah. Mo- fair bit of money. Um, I think that was a good little segment. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was all right. It wasn't quite the um, the Mac and whatnot. I don't think anything will ever meet that. No, that was, I was gone, mate. No, that was hilarious. Um, all right, let's talk about the game. Walsall Peterborough. Do you hold out much hope? No. Move on. <laughs> no. no, that about does it for this, this episode of the best got beat. Um, uh, no. What makes things worse, I think, is that Posh can still finish in the playoffs. Yeah, I think um, that result for Accrington. Accrington beat Doncaster the other day. I don't know if I'm just being. I'm not. Nah, look, look. I genuinely want us to stay out. Of course, I do. Um, I'd much rather ever came in as manager, got a chance of a crack at League One, and because. As I say, the league's dreadful. So I think if you get a good manager and the right players, anyone can have a, have a go in this league. Anyone could finish sixth. I really believe that. So I'd much rather be in League One next season with a bit of hope of trying to do something a bit special. Um, it's just performances, mate, to be honest. Like, it's quoting what Marshy said, momentum. There's none. There's nothing There's nothing to give you hope. There's mm. absolutely nothing to give you hope. Um, it's the last game of the Banks of the season. I think... It's going to be... The atmosphere is going to be horrific. Um, yeah. Um, and do you know what I think is going to happen, mate? I just think I just think we'll concede early. Um, and that'll make... And it's just going to be horrible. Walsall's odds to to get relegated now. 25 to 1 on. Wow, yeah. I mean, they need an awful lot to go their way now. We need snookers, don't they, really? I mean, like... Yeah. It's a struggle. It's a struggle that um, they need other they need other results to go their way massively now. Um, I was going to ask you here whether you'd prefer to go down here or or against Shrewsbury. You have asked me that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll, move we'll move on from that. It's just going to be a tough old game, isn't it? Because Peterborough is still pressing, and it makes it even worse. Because if you you think if they're in mid table obscurity, nothing to play for, you think you might have something. That was like my one thing a couple of weeks ago. You know, I was like, I thought. There was a real chance that Peterborough would be out of the playoff picture and Shrewsbury would be safe. Mm. So I kept thinking, like, well, we've got Wickham, we've got Southend, we could have four games there, two teams that are rubbish and two teams that are on the beach. Yeah. And I was thinking, that is a shot, that is. That is a shot. Um, but we've lost, obviously lost to... Wickham and Drew South End and Peterborough obviously still in the playoff hunt so I mean look I don't know I, I, I can't it's so unlike me this like I, I want I just haven't got any like hope in me. I haven't it's not like me is it you know no. I'm like, like I'm, you're me an optimist like I'm just like I've just not got any um, I, I mean it's the last home game of the season do you just say to the fans just go out there and just just 
I mean, have a laugh of it. Just do do what you can. Enjoy the day. Hopefully the weather's half decent. Probably won't be. Do you know what I'd say? If I was Martin O'Connor to the players, right, I'd say, do you know what, lads? We're down. Like, everyone thinks we're down. We're four points from safety. We've, God knows when the last time we won back-to-back games was. The bookmakers have got us at 25-1 to on to go down. Every, everyone in this stadium thinks we're down. We've got absolutely no pressure. nothing to lose here. Like, absolutely no pressure at all. Do you know, like, if, if you're George Dobson or whoever and you see a pass on, a Hollywood pass, that will split the defence... Go for it. Go for it. Just go for it. If you, know, if you lose the ball, so what? Like, we're probably going down anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just... That's what I'd say. Just be like, look, you've had the weight of the world on your shoulders all, for the last couple of weeks, the players... That, that you can tell they're struggling with the pressure. You can tell they're like the confidence is low. I just say, just go out and enjoy yourselves. Just mm. go out and enjoy yourselves. Play, and just do do your best. Do your absolute best, um, and see where it takes. I think I think Peterborough will have too much quality for us to be honest. Mm. Um, and that and that'll be that. But that's what I'd say. And then I think if they if they put in a performance, fans would give them a bit of support back and. Yeah, you just go from there, don't you? But I think you bang on there. Yeah, do you like think? Team talk. I think you bang on. Yeah, I tried to say that. To, I said, I mean, I asked Connor that this week, and he said, like, are you agree? Like, I just think, just go for it. Like, just but go for it with no pressure. Don't don't put any pressure on you because it's not gonna. It's not. I don't think it'll work if you go go in with the weight of the world on your shoulders. You kind of hyped me up a little bit now. I wish I was going out there to play now. Yeah, yeah. I'd be at centre back for doing Cruyff turns. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play. Just play. Just Why like, not? Just have a little like Stan Scar gets the ball. Don't go long, mate. Just play it into midfield. If you lose it, you lose it. Don't matter. Like yeah. just give it to give it to Dobber. Give it to give it to Kins or Joe Edwards. Whoever's in Nelsbourne. Let them play. Get the ball wide. Give it to Corey Blackett Taylor. Give it to Zelly. Go and have a run, lads. Go and have yeah. a run and get it in the box. If you're John Guthrie, you've got who's it? Marcus Madison running at you. Just do a Cruyff turn. He ain't going to see that coming, is he? <laughs> he ain't seen it coming. And you'll get a good cheer. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you get a bit, yeah. Tell you what. Um, just just go out and express yourself. That's what I'd say to them anyway. And yeah, hope, and hopefully, hopefully that's what they do. Give me a prediction. I think it would be like 2-0, Peterborough. 2-0. I feel like bad saying that after what I've just said. Like, it's like... Yeah, that's like, it's like, it's, that's but, like you going, you go doing the team talk and then running around the book piece, yeah? Yeah, 2, two Two nil on the away side, please, mate. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to go for a creditable one all draw. There's a chance if it's a one all, we go to the final day. I think it'll be a credible one all draw, but I don't think you'll have anything to play for last day. Okay. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I'm praying that they do, and I would love it if they did, but I just can't see it. No, me neither. I just can't see it. Hopefully, uh, that you know uh, helped. Brighten God, up this your morning. podcast is like mental. Yeah. Did it brighten up your morning at least? I feel like a bit, I feel as in like physically better, like than when I walked in, mm. like I did, was hanging. Um, to be fair, you have downed a bottle of water. I have, yeah. Well, that's my second, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Crikey. I'm on a bottle and a half. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel a bit bad, but I feel very, very deflated about also now. Never I felt mind. really bad saying such negative things, you know. Like, yeah, it's just not yeah, in my yeah. nature, really. Like, I don't want to be that person. When you were getting complaints about being too positive in the paper. You wish those days were still around. Yeah, you? yeah, I did used to get complaints of that, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. There we go. Just Sorry to the listeners if I've been a bit hungover and a bit not 
but thank you for your questions and stuff. I, no one blames you for turning to drink, mate. No. Um, right, that wraps up. That about wraps it up for us. Um, keep your questions coming. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be here in two, two weeks, weeks time, time regardless of where Walsall are and what league they're playing in that'll be an interesting pod eh? it certainly will be that'll be an interesting it's either going to be massively amazing or I mean one with a plenty of questions but we'll be there anyway until then up the suppers <laughs>